0: And everything
1: into tonight's show, but we want to just say a special thank you. Wanna certainly say happy birthday to Dr. Martin Luther King. and again we do want to talk a little bit about that before we get going into tonight's show. So let's just Right here, are you there?
2: Yes, I am here and I would like to say uh I'm glad to to be on with you tonight. I see someone uh on the line tell me from Uh, Northern Virginia So whoever that is I just would like to give you a shout out And say thank you so much For tuning in to tonight's show
1: Okay great I see that That looks like a new number But I'm not sure Um, But yeah Thank you to all of our listeners Our new listeners A special thanks to you But even a more Special thanks to our repeat listeners Those who are Butterfly Evolution family Who come back with us Monday after Monday And stay on with us For Wow, two hours or more sometimes than most times. So we hope that you new new listeners will join in. Um, we talk about things, many things, but the Butterfly Evolution radio show and the organization is about transformation. It's about promoting transformation through the process of self-awareness, holding yourself accountable for where you are in life, where you're going in life, um, even what you what you've gone through because maybe you're not responsible for those things. Some of the things that have been put upon you, but you are we are always certain certainly responsible for the way that we respond, react, um and how it how we allow those things to um dictate our choices. So that's what butterfly evolution is about. Uh we want to and for those of you who are continuously to come in thank you, we will kinda of, we're gonna Move along in, in, another, in a different way tonight. I just want to say that uh, Kenneth mm-hmm. Wood and Justin Settle is going gonna to be on with us tonight, talking about their book Thirty Jewels. Um, we're going to bring them on um, not long, but we have a, a little delay. We'll have Justin tell you about that. It's a great thing, but of course, you know he was concerned about not not able to be on right here at eight o'clock, and that's okay because we have a few things that we wanted to get in. Uh, like we always do. So I want to say this, our chat line, Watney, is it open?
2: The chat line is open. Look, I'm not going to make the same mistake uh, two Mondays in a row. Talk to next week. Great,
1: great. So our chat line is open. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney for remembering that. Um, for those of you, if you'd like to listen by way of chat, you have to do you have to be a registered follower of the show. You can do that online. Simply select follow and, and uh follow the prompts there. If you don't mind, you can register by using your Facebook account. You can uh enroll by saying, you know, co- co- selecting that F for Facebook and it'll kinda of pull you in, and it'll use your name. Some people don't want their name on there and that's okay. You can create uh, a username and your own password and you can be John Doe if you want. And you can chat with us, send questions and make a comment right there in the chat line. Also, the number, the call in number is eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. For those who have chosen to listen by phone tonight, we hope that you have questions or comments for tonight's show. If so, you select the number one. We will call you into queue by identifying your call with your area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from. So remember that we'll provide the area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Please be ready um, and be prompt in asking your questions, uh, making your comments so that we'll be able to get as many people on um, that would like to be on. So without further ado, I want to certainly talk about our trash can concept, our trash can baby. We call it our butterfly evolution baby, but it's mainly to promote, um, Awareness of our mind And how we keep up with things So what we ask our listeners to do Or anyone, and and you guys make this a fun thing As you continue to grow But we ask our listeners to Move their trash cans Preferably one that you visit Frequently, and in doing so What you will, if you're normal Like us, you will find Yourself going back to The location that you Moved the trash cans from As you do that Think about, even though you know that you've moved it, and in, in cases like me, mine, I have often, in the beginning, passed the trash can where I moved it to, going to its old location. When when you get to its old location, and you realize it's not there. Allow this, just settle on this for a moment. Just kind of ponder on it. When you do this, if you do this. How often do we just do things or return back to things or stay in situations or with people because it has become a habit? It's what we know. Um, we don't embrace change. We're afraid of change. Um, we get comfortable. So even the mind keeps up with even the most smallest insignificant things, those things that we see as insignificant. But think about that because Again, you do this, you will find yourself doing this without much thought process, which means it has become a habit. And I love this. I try to repeat this as often, even to myself, but we sow a thought, we reap an action, we sow an action, we reap habit. Our habit becomes our character and our character becomes our destiny. So our thoughts are leading us somewhere and we have to get control of our thoughts. We have to take captives and redirect, and sometimes just eliminate those thoughts. So be mindful of that, and I hope that you all will decide to do that. Um, For families, even husbands and wives, if you don't have children, you know, put a little chart on the refrigerator and allow this to be a fun game and talk about it, reflect about it. It may sound corny to some. I've, I've heard people say that it does, but I've had people that have tried this and it's a, the, the response or what you get out of it is an, is amazing. And I've shared the story how even at my friend's house, I was so used to, I got accustomed to, or my mind had got accustomed to where her trash can was, so much so when she moved it, I would literally pass her trash can and go to her pantry where it was. And, I mean, so and it's just, again, your mind keeps up with things and we just allow things in our lives because, we have become a habit, or we've become accustomed to it. So think of it on a broader and a bigger picture. So, Rodney, anything um, on your mind tonight?
2: Uh there's quite a bit on my mind, but one of the things that I would like to uh, address before we before we continue, and that is the the importance okay. and the relevancy of Dr. King's legacy. Um, one of the things that I I don't know how I really feel about it. I know it they are not good feelings but I really want us to get away from celebrating or remembering things for one day. We can't be a we can't be a slave or have a slave mentality for three hundred sixty four days and then for one day we remember the civil rights movement and everything that Dr. King did. This has to be continuous. This has to be ongoing. We have to be about civil rights every single day. We have to examine ourselves. We have to evaluate and self reflect all the time. It can't just be i'm gonna go march because it because it looks good. i'm gonna quote Dr. King today, but then tomorrow I'm gonna quote some rapper who's degrading women or who who who's destroying homes or Uh, Bragging about his money or his jewelry Or his possessions We have to decide which side of the fence We're going to be on Are we going to be hot or are we going to be cold Are we going to be pro-life Or are we going to be pro-death Are we going to be about destruction Or are we going to be a part of the vision That is going to move this nation forward Days like today Remind me of So many different things And I would love To see us get back to the foundation that was, was was placed here, that was built by civil rights leaders. Same thing goes with Valentine's Day. You can't be rude and disrespectful and treat your significant other, male or female, any kind of way, and then for one day only, February 14th, you want to buy chocolate and flowers and shower them with, with gifts and, and, and love. It can't be that way. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks so whatever comes out of your mouth for the most part that's what's in your heart and so doesn't matter how many scriptures you you quote doesn't matter what you post on social media for one day because i i look at people's posts all the time and i and i've seen a number of posts today and i'm like really but every other day you want to talk about what's on ratchet tv you want to talk about things that are degrading it. you want to talk about things that are actually destroying the civil rights, but for this day, it's all about well, let me be about Dr. King. It can't be that way. Don't be a hypocrite if you're gonna be on if you're gonna be on the left side, be on the left side. If you're gonna be on the right side, be on the right side, but whatever side you choose to be on. Be all the way Because I think that's the way that Dr. King Would rather have it He didn't force anyone To do anything He didn't force people to follow him He didn't make people follow him He didn't try to put them into a guilt trip To get them to follow him He he had a goal He had a vision And he had a plan And he followed that until his last breath He did not Sacrifice Freedom for his life. He did he never sacrificed the people for his life. But he sacrificed his life for the freedom of the people. And those are the things that we have to remember. If you want to be an activist today, be an activist. But understand what being an activist means. You can't be an eighteen hour a day, five day a week activist, be twenty four seven. That must be what you're all about. You can't talk about things need to change, but the change hasn't started within you. So, as we move forward and as we talk to some outstanding men who are doing great things in our communities, let's remember those let let's remember those things. Let's remember when Dr. King said the dream that his children would not be judged. By the color of their skin, but the content of their characters. It didn't mean the moment black people obtain rights that we would start judging people by the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Which side are you on?
1: You know, Rodney. You and I talked about Rodney uh, called today, and we usually just kind of talk, especially on Mondays, uh, just kind of preparing and uh, for ourselves to be on one accord. And as Rodney called, I was actually um preparing something for our event page about tonight's show and I was I was going to be a little harsh and I thought, you know, I'm gonna save this for tonight's show. And it was mainly about and, and, and Rodney and I have Rodney and I have been feeling some kind of way about all of the mm-hmm. one um I I wanna say the the onesies pretty much how we are ready to go along on the days that have been uh, designated for us like today. And Rodney said something to me so profound. He said, one day does not change the 364 days. And I want to use tonight, and, and this is timely because I tell you, in, in reading 30 Jewels and knowing that it comes from two young males who could have who could chosen any who could have chosen to go to the left rather than to the right, or however you choose to say that, to the right rather than to the left. And as I read it, I'm, I'm thinking, here I am, 46, and I wish I had this type of insight enough to follow that. And as Rodney talked about, Dr. Malapin had a goal, a vision, and a plan. And, and in my opinion, you guys, we have a number of young people who, who have these same goals, these visions and these plans, it's just not enough of us older people planted so that we can be that help, that, that guide that they need. It is that we are still searching for the same thing that I'll say this, we should be able to give to them at this point, rather still searching for our own foundation. And what's so unique is I'm finding even more of the same young people have a true passion and a love and a desire for God, which means if we get ourselves in order just a little bit, just a little bit, this world would change. Our young people would change this world. And so I'm, I'm grateful to have these two young men on um, I want to, and then we'll, we'll get ready to go into the show. I do, I want to read uh, something that I put out today on the event page, and I, I want to read that. But before I want to share the question that came to me this morning, and it was basically, it came through a text, and it said, What are you doing to celebrate Dr. MLK's birthday today? And I sent the text back, simple. I'm doing what I do every Monday. I'm preparing for my show. And I, I, it, I that question bothered me just as, and it may sound a little petty, um, and it could have been just kind of who it came from, um, but it made me feel the same way when I received the call, and I've talked about this on the show. When President Obama became president, maybe a year or so later I got a call from a friend that said So what do you think about our president And my question My answer was I think you've never called me before To ask me about a president Why now well, I thought, We've had a great number of presidents I've known you a lifetime You've never asked me what I thought about any one of them So I, I don't know why you're asking now And so what I'm seeing And what I'm saying is Basically what Rodney saying We cannot we cannot follow the crowd on one day. You have to be able and be willing, even in most times, to go against the crowd. Because I'm learning when when there's a crowd, most most times it's not where you want to be anyway. And I think for the most part, we're getting some kind of satisfaction. One of the 30, one part in the 30 jewels, and I wish I could remember which one, it talks about talking about things, but your actions not representing those, and I'm saying in my own terms, and maybe Kenyon and, and Justin can help me with this later in the show. But we, we get so hyped and caught up in talking about things, and sometimes that makes us feel that we are doing, that that equates to action, and it doesn't. And so today we get all excited. We take our kids down to these parades, and our kids have not heard us say anything about Dr. MLK all year long. They've not read a book to us all year long. We in milk cases may not have sat down to the table, looked up at homework, talked over dinner all year long. But yet today we are unified. We are thankful. And we won't be that way again until next year, this time. I thought how, how awesome it would be to know that men on this day would be somewhere by great numbers, all men, all colors, making a plan for the year. How are we going to be better husbands, better fathers, better leaders, better God-fearing men? What are we going to do to show our young boys how to be men? What instructions are we going to give them this year? The parades are fine, but we should be celebrating our accomplishments that directly go with those goals, those visions, that plan Dr. King had. So I'll read this, and then we'll bring Kenny. um, Let's see here. We'll get ready to bring Kenny, and I know Kenny is on with us. So I want to read this, and let me pull this up. Rodney, are you okay there?
2: Yes, I am Okay.
1: Okay. All right, I'm going to get back to this. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I really wanted to talk about that tonight. Um, and this is a quote that I put out earlier today, Martin Luther King quote um, or statement, this hour. And, and I want you to really think about but what both Rodney and I have just said and think about your own life. What are you doing the, the 364 days in your own atmosphere, in your circle with your nephews, cousins, children, Neighbors, children, what what have you, in your community? What changes are you consistently and daily working, especially within yourself? So it, it reads: This hour in history needs a dedicated circle of transformed nonconformists. Our planet teeters on the brink of annihilation. An- an- dangerous passions of pride, hatred and selfishness are enthroned in our lives, and men do reverence before false gods of nationalism and materialism. The saving of our world from pending doom will come, not through the complacent adjustment of conforming majority, but through the creative maladjustment of a non-conforming minority. And you listen to what they said, a non-conforming minority. So it's only going to be a few people anyway. It's only a few people that have not conformed or are not addicted to this world and the patterns of this world. It's only a few that could live without the daily uh, structure of this world. And so then you got to think about the minority of those people it's going to be a few of us, a few numbers. They're even ready to take on the battle. Who would even do a oh, half of a percent of what Dr. Martin Luther King did and was prepared to do? So let's take, I want to bring, um, Kenny, if you'll go ahead and select the number one We'll start by just getting your thoughts on what we've talked about, then we'll get ready to move right into the show. We have just a few more minutes um, before Justin will be on with us. But Kenny, go ahead and just select the number one, and I'll pull you in. Okay. Hello, Kenny. How are you?
0: Hey, how you doing, Tammy? How you doing, Rodney? Can you guys hear me?
1: We're great. We're great. Thank you for being on with us tonight.
0: No problem, no problem. Glad to be on here.
1: Thank you. So, how did, how did you work today? If you don't mind asking, me asking that question, because that question disturbed me this morning. But how did you? What did you do today? I guess different from what you do the, the remaining 364 days, or will do.
0: Well, usually, well, I'm living in Dallas now. But usually, when I was in Springfield, Missouri, uh, we would participate in the march or we would travel from uh, the ice skating rink to, uh, like, the Galois Theater, and we would just kind of wear our fraternity shirts. It just kind of provided us an opportunity for us to discuss, um, basically, the state that we're currently in right now. uh, uh, Do we think that we're fulfilling Martin Luther King's dream? It allowed for different discussions as far as that went, our current state as African-Americans, and just as the United States overall. Uh, So today I was... Pretty much driving back all day from Memphis to Dallas, but when I did get home, um, I just kind of sat down and I I read his "If I Have a Dream" speech, and I just kind of reflected on that to see if if today's state of America is fulfilling what his "I Have a Dream" speech had.
1: And do you think? How do you think we're doing?
0: Um, I think there has been some improvements. Uh, but looking at, at some of the things that he mentioned in there As far as uh, inequality uh, I looked at some of the statistics that we had And it it definitely wasn't where it needed to be Let me see Some of the statistics I looked at showed It showed that uh, African Americans were 14% of America uh, But as far as the poverty rate went Uh, Showed that African Americans in 2012 Was 28% uh, Which is an increase from 25.5 In 2005 While everyone else in America is at 15.9 So obviously there's a poverty issue there It shows that Black poverty rates reached their lowest levels In 2000 uh, Which shows that it was at 38.6 and 21.2 Respectively Um, And I was just it says, for example, the median income for black families is uh, 20000 a year less than the American median income. <clears throat> and I was just okay. looking at some of the main things that I highlighted in there. It talked about how uh, this note was a promise that all men, yes, black, uh, as well as white men, would be guaranteed unalienable, unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, it talked
3: about... Um,
0: Let me see. Oh, but 100 years later, uh, I talked about after the Emancipation Proclamation, um, basically after the Mm -hmm. phrase was slaves were free, excuse me. uh, 100 years later, the Negro was still not free. Uh, 100 years later, the life of a Negro is still sadly crippled by segregation uh, and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of the poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. And that's pretty much the days that we're living in now. Like Even though there are so many opportunities here in America, it, it seems like we're kind of going in reverse uh, as far as prosperity goes for African-Americans.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Lightning, any questions? Uh, not yet, not yet, but I'm interested to get into the conversation of, uh, of the book 30 Jewels.
1: Okay. Okay, and what we'll do, um, we're texting uh, Justin at 8.30, and we've just got about four more minutes. So, what we'll do is just go ahead and have you tell the uh, listeners about yourself, tell us what you like, who you are, um, I guess kind of what is going on in your life right now. And then we have a series of questions, me and I, that we want to ask uh, more about the book so, some of the details of the book, and we'll get into that, and I'm sure by then Justin will, will join us. So tell us about who you are, and as much as you'd like, tell the audience how they can order the book, cost, and your website, and all of those things.
0: Okay. Uh, well, my name is Kenneth Woods. I was born and raised in Memphis. Uh, I went to Wooddale Middle School as well as Wooddale High School. Um, after that, I got a full scholarship to the University of Tennessee where I was initially majoring in uh, finance with uh, a collateral in internal auditing, but I realized that wasn't my passion, Uh, so I changed it to enterprise management with a collateral in marketing. Uh, I also became a member of Phi Beta Sigma at the University of Tennessee and joined other different organizations. Uh, During that time period, I ended up uh, having an internship with BNSF uh, in 2007, which sent me to Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, after that they offered me a job offer uh to become a train master, uh which is basically a frontline supervisor over union employees. Um I accepted that job in two thousand eight. And last year, of uh, February twenty fourteen, uh I received a new position which is manager of customer support, uh here in the Dallas Fort Worth area at headquarters. Okay. And oh
1: what
0: else do so- you want me to mention, Tammy?
1: Tell
0: them how they can get the book. The name of the book is okay, 30 Jewels. Yeah. So tell them how they can order the book, and then we'll get into our questions. Uh, the name of the book is 30 Jewels, the Game of Life. Uh, it was written by me and my co-author, uh, Justin Sells. Uh, I met him at the University of Tennessee. We were in the same business fraternity, Alpha Kappa Psi. Um, the book can be purchased on www.30jewels.com. It can also be purchased off of Amazon, Amazon. Uh, it is in Kindle format as well. You can purchase it off a of Barnes and Noble website, uh Nook, um, Google Play, iTunes. So you have many different ways to purchase a book. Okay. Whether you want it in digital format or paperback. Okay.
1: Is is it like six ninety nine,
0: 99 not including shipping.
1: Okay, great. Is the book locally it's, here uh, in, the- Are you in uh, no business? ma'am, it's not locally.
0: No ma'am, it's uh as soon as you order it, they just ship it to you. But there there okay. aren't any uh local books available.
1: Okay, okay. Let's pull in a call because this may be just I'm gonna go ahead and and that's okay if it's not, but we're pulling in a call from nine zero one with the last four digits of three two nine five. are you on the air with us? Caller from nine zero one, last four digits three two nine five.
4: Oh Excuse me.
1: Oh, that's okay. You want to just go back to listening? That's okay.
4: Yes, yes, I, I, I'm listening. I'm learning. Okay,
1: all right. Thank you so much. That's okay, you guys. Just if we if we pull you in and you came in um, in error, just that's okay. Just uh, select the number one call if you don't mind. Just push your number one button. The call that I just put back into queue. Push the number one button. That'll take you out of queue here. And that way, if you want to come back in later, we won't miss you. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. I see that you've already did that. Um, so what we'll do then, because it's 8.30, so we'll move along. Kenny, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and get into our questions that we have for you. Um, okay. Want my, you, you've kind of already answered one of them because I wanted to do a reflection about today. So I'll, I'll skip over that, and I'll get that from Justin when he comes, when he joins us. But we're speaking, we have you on the show because we uh, select you as one of our leading men. What does it mean to lead or to be a leader? What does that mean to you? And can you tell us how you feel you are best leading at this time in your life?
0: Um, I would say my my mentality as far as being a leader is just kind of a, a servant leadership role. Like I love to make people happy. I love to to solve problems. Uh, that's pretty much the method I've taken. I, when I initially got with the company, uh, BNSF, uh, they put me into a that train position. At that point I had about, I want to say maybe 250 to 300 employees, which it was difficult for me to remember everyone's name, but I tried my best to remember as many employees as possible. And it's just a job to try to build a relationship with each and every individual. Uh, some of those guys would have issues to where um, – some would think about maybe committing suicide. Some have like family problems. Uh, it's just your job to be there for them, whatever they may need. Uh, you have to take into consideration you have different employees, so you have to have different leadership methods uh, when handling each and every last one of your employees. Um, I guess just making sure that you're able to take, you're able to listen as well. Because you're not always going to know everything to do in, in every situation. So you have to be willing to take uh, constructive criticism as well, uh, whether it's from your boss, from your peers, as well as from your employees. And that's one thing I try to make sure I build too. I kept an open-door policy so if anyone felt the need to come to me, if they had any issues with me personally or just with any other employees, just make sure you have a, an open-door policy to so where everyone feels comfortable talking with you. There should never be any barriers to where your employees can't feel that they can express who they truly are or how they feel your relationship is. And hopefully you're how, leading by example. Hopefully they see your hard work and they want to wanna follow you and it allows them to, to communicate with you and just be a better employee overall because you're leading the way, they, the way uh, you would like for them to work.
1: Kenneth, how are you able to do that and, and still keeping the leader um, – the format of what we're doing tonight what we're talking about how how because it's so it's so easy uh to kind of have people, especially when you're in a management position um leading position where you're over people how I guess a better way to put this is how were you able to be all that that you just expressed to us without uh judgment, without thinking of, of people that should be here at this time in their life, how were you able to keep your mind clear? with each person, kind of giving them a clean slate daily um, so that you're able to move on? How, how, how are you able to do that?
0: I just I just put myself in their shoes. I know that every day is a different day for me, and some days I may have good days, some days I may have bad days. Uh, so I guess whenever they do something that I don't like, I, I try not to take it personal. I understand that, okay, there's a situation that you may be going through, and a lot of times there is. Like I'll, I'll have an employee that, um Having issues and lashing out and being disrespectful, I'll just pull them into my office, ask them, "Hey, what's going on? Like, I, I don't disrespect you. I would like it if you could respect me. Uh, like, we're just going to respect each other as men. But what's the issue going on? And let on, you find out maybe they're they're going through a divorce, or or they may be having financial problems, or whatever the issue may be. You, if you build a relationship with that employee, then that allows you to know that that's not their normal way of acting and that there's a deeper issue that you need to get to the bottom of. That's what you allows you a, me to basically treat each and every them. differently.
1: Right. It sounds like you're able to to individually look at them and have an established relationship enough to where you're able to see them, to see clearly, I'll say with, with Kingdom Eyes, I'll say that. We do have uh, Justin out. So I'm going to go ahead and pull Justin in. Um, Rodney, Any
2: questions on your end there Um, I was just going to say I just started reading this book um, Foundations of Educational Administration and one of the things That uh, the book um, Highlights is the difference between a Transformational leader And and it sounds like Kenneth is a transformational Leader and we'll go ahead And um, uh, Get Justin on the line I think we have a Caller as well too Tammy Uh, But I just wanted to point that uh very quickly.
1: Right, we do. We have a couple of calls out there and we do see you callers. What I'm gonna do we do you, Justlin, you're online with you're on the phone with us. Are you there? I
0: am. Welcome everyone. Hi.
1: How are you? Hey,
3: welcome, Hello, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> you survived the wedding we see.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did. In one piece.
1: <laughs> well great. Well we're gra- glad to have you. What we'll do we we've kind of put Kenny, in the hot seat here already. So what we'll do is, if you don't mind, um, let's take a caller, because they probably have something to address or ask based on what we've already talked about. So what we're going to do, and again, callers, we're going to pull you in, area code, and then provide the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. And so we have quite a few out here. So let's start with 901 area code with the last four digits of 3295. Caller, you're on the air with us. Well, uh, actually, I'm just listening and learning. Okay, well, I'm Lordy. not sure you're – Okay, that's okay. Your light keeps lighting up there, so just press press the number one again, and we'll take care you out of here. Okay, thank you. Okay. So let's go here, and we'll try this one. it's not, and we'll get you on. 901 with the last four digits of 9700. are you on the air with us? Yes, I'm here. Mike, right, did you have a question or a comment? Thank you
4: for calling and listening. Thank you. My
1: question is, um, well, for
4: Kitty and Justin, I was wondering, as um, young black males in leadership roles, what is it that you do when, you know, pressure builds up and you have to um, maybe relax or what do you do to put yourself back into that that middle ground where you're able to deal with your problems and your employees? Uh,
0: Just a little one? Okay. Uh, Well, me personally, uh, sometimes my job does get stressful. Uh, I know sometimes, uh, like, if I do get into a heated discussion with one of my employees, I just have to sometimes step away from the desk and take time to myself. Uh, I never want my my emotions to reflect in how I'm managing each and every employee uh, because I always want everyone to treat me with respect, so I make sure that I treat every employee with respect and not, not allow emotions to get involved in it. So if I have to take time to step away, breathe for a minute, relax, count to 10, lose out, whatever you want to call it, uh, I do that, as well as when I get home sometimes. I take a long time. I don't answer my phone. Sometimes I don't turn the TV on. You just have to kind of sit down, relax, and diffuse yourself because it can get overwhelming.
3: I think you spoke to a lot of great points right there. And I'd like to also add that um, my my, my own work environment uh, as an economist isn't that stressful. It doesn't put me in front of so many people in, in heated environments and situations. But I am always finding myself in a position where I multitask and I have more than one iron on the stove. Uh, more than one project going at the same time. That was the case with the book, uh, where I was working on a book, working uh, you know, in, in, a, in my economist uh, seat, and several other projects, rehabbing a, an investment property, so on and so forth. But time management is key for me, and I find it is best to uh, allot time, specific amounts of time to certain things and put them in a rotation, and that works for me. And it helps keep me from getting too stressed out. And when it does seem like that tension is building, I remind myself that nothing that I'm involved in is going to keep the sun from rising the next day. And, you know, when I think about that, i say, hey, it's not that important. You know, sleep on it, come back to it, and start again a little bit later. So that works for me. Thank
1: you. Thank you, caller. Any other questions or comments? And thank you again for, for your great questions.
4: I just wanted to tell Kenny and Justin that I'm very proud of them, their fellow ak Psi fraternity member.
5: Okay, okay, AK-Sci,
3: okay. Zeta Lambda?
4: (laughs) Yes, Zeta Lambda.
3: Okay, uh, what's
4: your name, if you don't mind sharing? LaToya.
3: LaToya,
5: oh,
4: okay. Thanks so much for calling LaToya.
6: (laughs) Thank you. I'm proud of you guys.
3: Most definitely, appreciate and I definitely it. appreciate the support on the book too. Yes. Oh
6: no problem. It's been great. And right.
3: uh, just to offer a little bit of background, uh, Latoya is an up and coming fin- personal finance, fin- uh, personal financial management uh, representative in, in in the Memphis area. She has played an integral part in my nonprofit preparing for the world uh, by way of uh, financial planning programs that we that we make available for youth in Memphis City Sports, Shelby County Schools, excuse me. So she's uh, one of those many projects that I've, you know, worked around and worked, worked with uh, over the years. So I definitely appreciate Toya for all of her help and support over the years.
1: Great, great. Toya, it sounds like you need to stay connected with Butterfly Evolution. We maybe can have you on and at least on some of the things that we're doing here, I'm sure we could we could find some common ground and do some things together. So thank you because, again, people like you guys, our young people who are doing these wonderful things, again, you could have chosen so many different roads, but you are here, and we don't hear of enough of things like this. We don't see enough. Our young kids don't see enough of people your age doing these wonderful things. Um so let's find a way to all unite and make some things happen, especially here in Memphis. There's a, there's enough of us who have um, that desire. We're the we're there's a few of us that have not conformed, and we're okay with being the minority. I would say that as I read that quote. So Toya, thank you again, um, and we hope that you will continue to listen in. and And um, Justin and uh, Kitty both have my numbers, if you don't mind. Let's find a way to connect. Or send me a request. Oh, sure okay. sure, okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So what we'll do, Justin, if you don't mind, go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself, who you are, what, what you're doing right now, and then Rodney and I have more questions we want to get deep into 30 jewels. So go ahead and kind of tell everybody who you are, what you're doing, and, and things like that.
3: Sure thing. Thanks so much for first and foremost for uh providing me me and Kenny this platform to promote um Thirty Jewels and all of our other projects that we have uh, in the works. Uh my name is Justin Settles. half of the half of the author team that brought you Thirty Jewels, Master the Game of Life, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Um thirty years young right now. Uh I'm an economist for the U- U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. B E A for short. Um, I, I love my work, but more than that, I'm passionate about Memphis. Uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, again, and I really uh, have made it my my life's work to have a meaningful impact in the communities that helped me become the person that I am today. So in my in my spare time and uh, when I have the chance, you know, to come back and give back, I try to do just that. And. Uh, I, one of the main vehicles that allows me to do that is Prepare for the World Youth Mentoring Program. I founded that in 2006. It's a, it's a nonprofit 501c3 organization geared towards uh, uplifting at-risk youth, at-risk youth in the uh, Memphis community.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So, Watney? Mm-hmm.
2: You're quiet. I um, you uh, talked I have, a, I have a question, Tammy. Uh, this is Rodney. Uh, hey, Rodney. To, hey, hey we're going on, man? Uh, to Jess and Nancy Kenny. Um, okay. Oftentimes, men kind of get the, the, the short end of a stick, or men are kind of, uh, I guess, thrown under, under the bus when it comes to leadership, when it comes to conversations uh, related to parenting. Um, where do you guys stand on... The breakdown of, um, I guess, where our young men are today. Um, a lot of the blame is placed on the fathers, um, you know, because they're not in the homes. But, but where do you think the back, the uh, the breakdown comes from?
3: That's a great question, uh, and I think you would, you probably would win a Nobel Peace Prize if you. If if anyone knew the specific answer to that, but in my limited knowledge and experience, and keep in mind I'm not a, not a father, I am an uncle, and I do uh, work closely with with our youth through the program. So in my limited experience and uh, from what I've observed, uh, I do believe, and I will say that the learning process and uh the process of becoming a man and a young and even you know a young woman on certain levels starts at home you know and and fathers play a great role in that, so that's how i feel uh of course, when you take that that integral piece of the puzzle away uh you start to see you know you start to see some of that fabric break down, and I do believe that uh just through. Pop culture, social media, uh, and the daily news—we're seeing the results and the ramifications of that piece of the puzzle being missing in so many homes across the across the nation.
7: Okay.
0: Kenneth. Um. Uh, earlier today, I was looking at a um, an article, and it, it talked about like the war on drugs and its effect on black marriage in the 1980s and 1990s. Uh, and for the most part, it pretty much showed that uh, it was anywhere from 5 to 10% as far as the African-American population uh, <clears throat> went as far as uh, black black people in prison as well as uh, being never married by the age of 35. It shows that from 1980 to 2000, it drastically increased to like 25% of the population. So it shows that, that the more black men went to prison, that there was a, a large increase of of non-married people by the age of 35. And I think that it's just kind of like a systematic issue. Uh, once you don't have any type of family representative to look at to see what a happy marriage looks like or a happy home looks like, uh, it, it's pretty much constant. You constantly have it going on. Uh, so you have men that's not knowing how to be fathers towards their kids. You have women not knowing how to be mothers or how to be wives. Uh so I definitely feel the blame is on both sides.
1: Okay. This is Tammy. Day, I out
0: of question. it's a systematic issue that's major.
1: Right. We I have another question or we have a question for you for you both. What personal okay. what personal challenge experience or situation in your life um has produced the most growth? Why um and what do you feel um how do you feel you grew through these challenges or situations? So what personal challenge has brought you the most growth? Why? And how do you feel you grew through and out of the situation?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. Let me see. Um, first. I would have to say my my biggest one would have to be, uh, I guess, looking for uh, that, that job after... After uh, In 2007, when I was applying for those internships, uh, that was definitely a tough time for me. Uh, I, I didn't know that the job market was going to be that hard as far as finding an actual job. Uh, I applied to so many jobs. It was ridiculous. And after you constantly see rejection letter after rejection letter, it will work you down. You have no idea. Like <laughs> At one point, I was depressed. I was like, man, I can't take too many more of these rejection letters. I don't know what else to do. You don't know who I have to turn to. Uh, you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing wrong? Uh, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> it allowed me not to give up. I was thinking this, this can't be it. If there's something I can do, which I knew it wasn't something I could do, basically had to change my method and, and put the feet to the ground and, and start applying these jobs in person, take my resume, throw my suit on, and that's pretty much what changed everything for me at that given point in time. Which led to this job that I have now. So okay. I say, persistence, like focus and persistence, and just never giving up, even when it feels like nothing else is, is going to happen in a positive light.
1: And before before we move to Justin, I want to bring I want to just bring up something you said there. Um, realizing or or deciding to apply for these jobs in person, put my suit on and just hit the ground. I would like for our young people who are listening to this or even anyone that matters when looking for a job because you guys we live in a world where people are um they're working for Facebook but they're not getting that check but they are employed by Facebook because that's 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 most important. So if you if we think that they're sifting through thousands of emails that come in their email box, if their manager thinks that that's what they're doing, they're not. So you become a needle on a haystack. So now when you walk in with that resume and now it's on that person's desk, you've just made their job easier so that they can get back to their real job, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of that. So, and I'm I'm saying that jokingly, but that's what is happening. So if you don't go in, if you don't send that card to that person, call in and say, hey, who's the person? Then you send in a card, hey, this is my resume, I applied online. You have to almost do that work to get yourself in the door, and that being a leader as well, you have to know, figure out another way to to reach your goal. So, great answer. And and Justin, I would have
3: to say that my most significant challenge, and one that still uh, keeps me in touch with with where who I am today, is really. Uh, in my identity as a as a young black man growing up and maturing uh from orange mound uh a couple par- different parts of Memphis, Tennessee and going to college um I touched on this through the book uh you know some identity issues not 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 identity issues that I had uh for myself but where I fit in the different schemes that I was. Uh, playing roles in From work to school uh, And so on and so forth uh, I was raised I was brought up to be aware That I was a black man uh, Growing up Not necessarily in a black man's world And that's not to throw any Or project any conspiracies Or anything like that All of that aside um, some, in some In certain situations uh, It's been quite evident that I might have been judged or received based on, you know, the color of my skin. And uh, I'm not saying that to draw any tears or anything like that, but having been brought up to be aware of it, uh, for instance, you know, I know a lot of listeners may may, may be able to relate when your parent tells you, uh, you can't necessarily do everything Johnny does like that. You know, that's an awareness that you grow up having, and I had that. And it stayed with me um as i as I matured, so that was a that was a challenge of mine seeing how to uh how to integrate how to fit in how to get those land those positions that I wanted to take me to the next level and do them a little bit more seamlessly so um I definitely say that that was a challenge of mine and, it's kept me aware, if anything else, you know, it's kept me aware, you know, I definitely feel that we've made progress as a nation, not to slight that, you know, in the the least, but I will also say, you know, in light of several incidents that have happened and been broadcast across the news, we know that there's so much more ground to be covered and gained, uh, by way of race, race relations. So, uh, that's definitely been a challenge of mine, and it's definitely been um something that I've been aware of as I've grown and to this point
2: yeah this is this is rodney this is Roddy and I'm gonna jump back in here um with with what you just said about identity because I think a lot of times. We 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 walk around and we, and we brag and say you know I'm an individual or we say that I'm independent but I don't think that we really know what that means I think that in our society today we have a lot of bandwagoners um, and it, uh, you know what you just said you know the 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 the, the news segments the 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 uh, the things that we've seen on TV heard on the radio I think proves that. You know we we continue to we continue to see bandwagoners all over the news where people are not really about change. They don't really have a, a clear goal or, or or vision or an end result in mind. It's just well, how can I get my video to go viral? How can I get people to notice me? How can I get people to take a look at me? It's not really that I'm about change because change didn't didn't uh, start. With Michael Brown Change didn't start with Eric Garner Change didn't start with Trayvon Martin We we needed change long before those uh, Before those incidents occurred and, and that change needed to come from within And then that change needed to come From within our own race Before we can look at the the, the sins Or the faults of, of other races And other people uh, But I think a lot of our issues are We don't know who we are. We don't know where we come from. We don't know the value in education. We don't know the value in protesting or boycotting. We don't know how to get people to listen to us. Uh Martin Luther King and, and so many other civil rights leaders, the reason why they were effective was because they knew how to get people's attention. They knew how to get Congress and and, and the president to take a look at the laws and to go back and say, hey, we need to change some things they knew how to do that but today we don't know how to do that because the same thing that puts us on CNN, Fox News or ABC is is the is, is the opposite of what we do when we're trying to get on world star hip hop so who are we and where do we come from I think that's a question that we all have to look internally for the answer um, I have another question for you guys and and um, it's about the book 30 Jewels and so uh my question is what motivated you uh you you to write thirty jewels and or what was going on in your life um at that time.
3: I'd like to step in front of that one and and just say that uh my motivation for for uh, writing and, and introducing thirty jewels master the game of life, it came uh, during a very busy time in my life Uh, Around 2009 and 10 uh, What was going on Was that I was running for Running for a political position Here in Memphis, Tennessee uh, District 87 state representative position And I was involved In the community uh, Through Prepare for the World And I saw so many gaps In the communities that I, I Lived in and in the communities That were near and dear to my heart I saw so many gaps in the lapses of, of responsibility uh, from the leadership in, in the city, not to point any fingers at all, but on a ground level, there were clear, there were clear gaps. You know, it, it was if you live in Memphis, if you're from Memphis, if you're familiar with Memphis, it's plain to see. You know, and that's not pointing a finger in any direction. It's just plain to see. So. My 26-year-old mind told me, hey, who better than me to kind of step up and work towards a solution to some of those gaps. Uh, Trained in economics, you know, at that point I I had a master's in economics, and my whole frame of thought from my education to my upbringing uh, to my involvement with Prepare for the World is giving back, lifting up, together, community, community. you know those were key things that i that I operated around uh and incorporated in my in my platform, my political platform so um two thousand eight and two thousand nine turned into two thousand to august fifth two thousand ten election day and uh that was a you know a boiling point where it's, it's election day unfortunately i did not uh receive the votes to put me in that position but hey I still had a message I was getting out. I, I was still genuine and earnest-hearted as far as the work that I was doing in the community, speaking to uh, high schools, speaking to churches, community centers. Anyone who was willing to lend me an ear, I was going there with my programs, Prepare for the World. Uh, we received uh, We received funds and resources, donations, materials, gave them all back to the community, gave them all back to the students in these schools. And time after time, uh, individuals uh, in the school administration will look at me and say, "Hey, you're 26 now. You, you're relatively young. What, how is it that that you were able to uh, organize a, a 501c3 by this age? How is it that you were able to complete two degrees by this age? Not that that's the largest accomplishment, but in this city where, you know, you know, a typical 26 year old may be doing who knows what else." it seemed like it may have seemed to them like what I had done was something. And they were asking me, how did you do this? How did you do this? What inspired you to do this? Um, what, what gave you the, the guidance to be able to put this together? And after answering those same questions so many different times from so many different people, I said, hey, a better way to get this out is through one unified message. At that point, I did not have the name for the book. The name for the book came to me in about 2011, but I knew that a book format would be a great way to reach all of those people, different people, and answer those same questions that they had. And at the same time, hopefully, reach out to that next, uh, to that next person in line from another generation that might be able to have a positive impact on the people around them. So that's the real. That was my real intent with the book, to really reach out. And spread that that positive message of uplifting community together. So, if you read the book end to end, there's so many different positive, unified themes, and that's really the message that the book holds. Together, we can achieve more than any of us can achieve individually. You know, what we'll do, we'll take a caller,
1: you guys, if you don't mind. We have a caller, and then we'll come back. some more specific questions for us to us book as well. So let's take a call and then we'll have Penny come back if you have anything on, on that question. Penny we'll have you uh give it in let's pull our call in if you don't mind. I actually have uh two callers so we get at least one of them in for now. We're gonna pull them in in order and we have area code four four one zero with the last four digits of four three seven four. Holly, you're on the air with us and thank you for listening.
6: Hi, my name is Crystal Brown. How y'all doing? Hey. How, are you? how, are you? how are you guys doing? Um, first and foremost I want to um send a huge congratulations out to Kenneth Woods. I met him about a couple weeks ago and I've been very impressed um just with his, you know, leadership skills and just, you know, his professionalism as a black um African American male. And um congratulations to you as well, Justin. I've been enjoying you guys call uh so far. Thank you, Crystal. You're welcome. But um for me, I, I kinda you know, I've been in Rodney and, you know, I've listened to his last comment. Um, just, you know, in general, um, with with the leadership and, and, you know, it being MLK Day and everything, you know, you guys have really inspired me just in general, um, just to become as a you know, African American female, to become a better leader myself. Um, but even so, um I guess my questions to you all are tonight, Um, What advice do you have to, you know, younger leaders out there that are trying to get started, who may have that activism in their heart to try to change things? Because, I mean, again, it it does start with education. Um, I thankfully had great education. I grew up in Baltimore County. Um, My father is one of the the main influential men in my life that taught me who I am and who I am, you know, destined to be. Um, and I really feel like education is where it begins. But I guess my question to you, um, you know, you guys are, you know, what advice do you have to young men out there and young men uh, women out there who are trying to become leaders um, and be influential in their community? What advice do you have for them tonight?
0: Um, well, one thing that I'm pretty big on is mentorship. Uh, I'm, I'm always trying to learn from, from the next person. If I see something in your life that I, I truly admire, I'm going to follow you around, I'm gonna ask you questions. I'm just gonna do anything and everything I can to, to figure out how are you able to get your life the way you have it, especially if I if I if I respect that aspect of your life. Uh so the first thing I would say that a young person would need to do is just to find a mentor or someone else that that you admire, that aspect of their life that is doing something positive there. And just continue to hang with them because they're gonna have the most knowledge in the area. They they spent their life to focusing in on an area and becoming the most efficient at at providing that help that you're mentioning.
1: Justin,
3: you want to answer that? Okay, as well? Most definitely. Um, what I thanks for asking that question, Crystal. I think that's a very good question. And what I would say is, first and foremost, I believe that having that plan, uh, what what you know, laying that blueprint out. What steps do you look to follow? Uh, the book even mentions that uh, some words from my grandmother. You know, we, she she always told me that a plan a, a plan without a goal is just a wish. So I'm sorry, or, or put, reverse it: a goal without a plan is just a wish. So you really have to have that plan in place and know how you look to approach whatever whatever your Your uh, pie in the sky is And after that Go towards preparing Seeing how you can prepare yourself for Whether that's through uh, Some type of certification program Education, reading up on Whatever that interest is That you have So I was always uh, Brought up to be Knowledgeable in a lot of things And good in one, one Thing in particular So know a little bit about a lot of things and be an expert in one thing and in be and in being an expert in one thing in setting yourself above and aside in that one thing you can excel you can you know you can kind of separate yourself from the rest, but don't ignore some of those other things that are also important. be knowledgeable in those things, so read, learn, study, observe, practice. So those are the keys. Those are the things that I always try to work into my routine.
2: And definitely agree on that.
1: Tammy, you guys, I want to add just a little bit to that. Um, I I would say find out number one what what you are passionate about. Um, What what do you love to do as it relates to giving back your community? Do you like working with children? Do you like working with women um, of different you know going through different phases of life? And then, because you guys, there are so many people out here already and so many organizations that people are trying to get up and running, even if it's not in your immediate area. If you can't find anything, look out and see if someone's already doing this that you can passionately say and be ready to, to get in there and, and and not have to be, and I'm just saying this because not for the caller, but because some people think that we always have to start something, that we have to be the one to start it. So, again, there are a good number of programs where people are trying to run solo, and they could use and would love the help. So you could, like, start, you could mimic that by starting your own chapter of it in your area. And if it's not, if you find yourself or you cannot find someone that is, is that closely matches what you are passionate about or what you're doing, um, find someone that will connect with you like Kenny and Justin did with this book. I mean, this book is like a mentor. When I read it, I felt like I was sitting down with my own personal mentor, and I got something from everything, and I was trying to think, how am I going to pick one jewel to ask them about tonight? Because I could really ask them one thing or two things from every jewel. So, again, find out what you're passionate about, and then first see if there's someone who who shares that same um, passion that you guys can come together or maybe that they're already doing. And if you can't, then you say, okay, well, then let me start this and let me find someone who is passionate, who wants to do the same thing, because doing it alone, you will find yourself burnout. So that would be be my suggestion.
5: And this again, is Robbie,
2: right and, and I'll just add this uh, really quickly. Uh, I think also when it comes to leadership, uh, put yourself in everyone else's shoes if you were anyone else uh, or if you were everyone else why would you follow you what would what is it about you or about your leadership that would make other people want to follow you i think that if you can answer that question honestly and then still um believe that you can go forward with whatever your, your your heart's desires are, then I think that you should. I, but I think that it comes from uh uh self reflection first and a true um honest assessment um of who you are and why anyone would um follow you in the first place. Good, good,
1: good stuff. Good stuff. College, I hope we helped you. Do you have any other
6: questions or comments? I know, but thank you so much. Um, again, I congratulate you all, and, again, you've definitely motivated me and inspired me to continue to work on my leadership skills within my professional life and also, you know, just in my social aspects. And um definitely, you know, looking forward to, you know, getting the book and, and just going forward on my journey. Thank you guys so much. Okay, thank best you. of luck. to you. Too. Thank you.
1: All right. Bye. As we, as Bye-bye. We take you out of- will you guys press the number one so that you're pulled out of queue? That way we have a lot of callers in queue and and all the numbers are just kind of lit up. So if you've already spoken tonight, go ahead and select the number one and it pulls you out of queue so that we can Mm -hmm. keep moving forward. Um, We're going to take another caller, you guys just because we prefer to get the callers in. And we have black queue. Let's go here to... Okay, three three six area code and the last four digits
8: eight two eight three. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling in. Hey, hey, how you doing, ma'am? Josh Williams here. I have a question Hi. for Justin. I'm okay. well. I'm well. Hey, Josh. Hey, Justin. Um, I, I hear how, you how, doing, how passionate you are. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Um, I hear how how passionate you are about you know helping the youth and, and, and that's good. The youth in Memphis. But you know, as, as you know, we all know that the problem that you know confronts our you know confronts our use is not just in Memphis but in other parts of the world as well. Uh, my question is, you know, if you know there's other people, you know, just like yourself, just as fashion as yourself, um, are interested in you know getting together with you and coming up with a a, a a solution, not even a solution, where you get together, get together, and coming up with something to try to confront those problems. You know, help with you know the problem the problem that are in you know our community you know African American communities you know is a it's something that we need to do we need to stick together you know to solve. So you know, do you guys have like websites, You know, people want to reach out to you. Hey, let's get this started. You know, let's do this. You know, Do you guys have anything? You know, you know
0: anything you guys can put out. You know. um
6: Okay.
0: okay. Uh, yeah, I give you uh my personal email address is uh Woods, uh and number four at gmail dot com. Okay. This is Kenneth speaking. and
3: then my email address is J H S E T T L E S at Gmail dot com.
8: Are you from? Probably, what what area are you from? I'm sorry. Well, well, my phone. I'm from um. I'm from North Carolina. I live in um the DC area. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Great. Yeah. Um. I'd also yeah, like
8: yeah,
3: to yeah. um. I'd also like to throw in our uh, Twitter social media uh pages too, so you can find us online at Twitter uh, at at under at under, uh, I'm sorry. At thirty. The number 30 underscore jewels, 30 underscore jewels on Twitter and Instagram. We're available uh, at 30 jewels at 30 J E W E L S. So uh okay. we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, online. You can find us on our website, www.30jules.com. And there's more information for the book. You can email us directly from the website. Uh, post if you if you had a chance to read a few pages of the book. You can post um, your your impression on, of the book on the website. Um, Absolutely. Those, those are a few of the different social media outlets that we have available. Right. right.
1: Okay. Thank yeah.
8: You. I definitely I definitely record those contacts. Thank you, caller.
1: Thank you so much for all right. right. Thank, Thank you. you man. Thank you. Um, good night. Nice. Thank, thank you, you too. Justin, Ken, if you don't mind, when you are answering or speaking, tell tell the audience who you are. I think they're getting a little bit confused about who's answering who, so just oh, you okay. Well, okay, to the you. Oh, okay. Okay, sure So thank you, Colin. We're going to move right along. Uh, Let's see here. I don't want to skip anybody, so let's do this. And, call us, as I take you out of queue, please select the number one so that your light will go off. We're going to now pull in a caller from 703 with the last four digits of 1921. Carla, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling.
2: Thank you for having me. And um, I had a chance to meet well, Justin over the years, and I've seen him, you know, um, grow and him being the area. Um, and, Kenny, you know, I've read, you know, the book, and I've also read which you, you've put in there. Um, a lot of it is a lot of, you know, personal reflection on it, and it is a lot of mentorship. And through reading it, um, it allowed me to kind of reflect back on my life. Um, so I did a, a lot of soul searching and, you know, looking back on things. But um, I guess from reading the book, um, my question to you guys is, um, with well, reading the chapters and, again, thinking about my life, you know, and things that I've done or experiences that I've had, um, Which chapter means the most to you when you were writing this book? <laughs> 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 oh, Tyler, you took one of
1: my
5: questions.
0: be
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, uh, uh,
0: uh, good, yeah. so. Thank you. I would have to say um, it would be Chapter 17 for me, uh, Reading Life Road Signs. Uh, as I mentioned before, when talking to Crystal, it's just something that I'm pretty much big on, just making sure that, that I, I learn from all the people that I come in contact with every day, uh, take every chance that I can to, to educate myself in every area, whether it's uh, going to college or or uh, listening to podcasts um just following different mentors around. Uh, I think that was the biggest part in helping me to be what I perceive to be as successful is just trying to make sure that I didn't go down the wrong path. And anybody that showed me um, like a negative path in their life or I saw something in their life that I didn't like, I made sure that I didn't do what they did. Just making sure that as (laughs) much as efficient as possible. I think that was was my favorite one right there because I contributed the most to my success.
1: And what was the name of that one? Jewel, was that
0: one? Reading
1: Life road Time. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay.
0: You don't have to learn everything the hard way.
1: Okay. Justin? Justin? Oh,
0: I'm sorry. That was was me, Kenneth. Hey, Hey, Jamal, thanks so much
3: for calling in. This is Justin. No
2: problem. Yeah, if I could...
3: uh, if I could uh, extend an answer to your to that question, I would have to I would have to say that jewel number seven from my from my half of the book, tame your doubts and fears. Um, I think that, that resonates uh the most with me. And the impact that I see in it, uh, is that those are the things of doubts and fears are the things that we all may have at some point. Uncertainties. You know, of course, none of us can see the future. We don't know exactly what's ahead of us. But if we're going to accomplish great things, if we're going to go out and and knock set goals and and knock them down, accomplish and achieve those doubts and fears, we got to we have to come to understand that doubts and fears don't have any place in that. We got to really get that under control. And in that chapter, uh, what I walked through. Was a, a pivotal point in my life where it was a, it was a transition where I was going from a comfort zone of sorts. I had become accustomed to Memphis and a Memphis state of mind, and in in uh in the, in having the blessing and oppor- and opportunity to go to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, uh, that transition point allowed me to interact with people. From different backgrounds, that knew about places other than uh, Brooklyn and Grand and Park Avenue, Airways Boulevard. You know, those are some familiar places in, in Memphis. But I was instantly, I, I was instantly put in the mix with people from Nashville, Atlanta, New York, and and various other places around the, uh, the nation. So, that was a a, a different environment for me. And I had to learn to adjust. I had to learn to uh, communicate differently if I wanted to get my point across in a, a more professional environment. I had to learn to interact with different people on a day on a on a daily basis. I remember the, my very first day of class. Uh, UT is all about big orange, orange pride, and. I mean, the experience of just seeing so many uh, people, you know, other than other than black, standing on these on these uh, campus campus streets and campus corners going to class, it was almost overta- overwhelming for me. As simple as that was, me being from Memphis, you know, which is a, a Memphis was and still is a place where you can grow up and not. Intermix with People of different ethnicities If you're not You know if you don't want to Or if you're not uh, You know maybe In a position to You can definitely uh, Reach a a, a, a Somewhat adult age And not be comfortable Interacting with people Of different ethnicities And that was a little bit of an adjustment For me So uh, Taming Your Doubts and Fears uh, once you can get that, and once I got that, once I got that down, uh, college was a breeze. You know, college was uh, everything I'd hope for and more. And so many other experiences I had similar success by being able to tame my doubts and fears. Great question.
1: Thank
8: you, Kyler. Any other uh-huh. additional questions? <laughs> um, no, I guess what's next after the
7: book?
3: Oh, I'll take that. Are you talking about like uh, a part two? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> hey, that's, what, that's
2: uh, a great that's what idea. I was like, is,
3: I was like, is that what you're asking, a part two?
2: Yeah, after 30 Jewels, what's next?
3: So what's next is, well, let's deal with what's now. Uh, 30 Jewels is out. is doing great. It's, uh being received well from readers and listeners all around the nation. We, we've had people to write in and tell us, a lot of different ways that the book has impacted uh them personally. Uh and that to me was uh amazing. But getting to the now, uh Thirty Jewels has helped us open up uh doors into directly into the into the uh demographic that we were hoping to hit a nerve with. And that's the, the next generation. That's the the high schoolers, that's the young uh college students the entry level uh entry level career career person people and uh in particular we re- we established relationships with uh schools here in Memphis uh where students are reading the book in class as part of their uh regular curriculum and discussing the book and the themes in the book and that's really the impact that I was hoping for just reaching some small slice of of Memphis and some small slice of of cities similar to Memphis where kids may grow up and not necessarily have all the pieces in place for them to be the best students, the best athletes, the best uh people that they can be, for this book to maybe help fill that gap. So we we we're seeing some uh, indication that we're accomplishing that and that really does, you know, excite me.
0: Okay. We also yeah. have uh uh It's a program in Atlanta that uh, potentially may end up also uh, acquiring some books for uh, their students that are going to be transitioning from high school to college. Uh, We're still waiting to hear their response on on whether they'll be purchasing some of those books. But, yeah, like Justin said, it's a lot of different programs and schools that are looking into adding this to their curriculum for their kids. Okay. All right.
1: Thank you, Carla, for your great questions and comments. and, And, um, for all of our callers and listeners, you guys, please stay connected to Waterfall Evolution Show. It, I hear a lot of passion and a lot of desire from our callers to want to do uh, something, to join together. Let's let's figure out. And, and Rodney and I are working on something for this year. Hopefully, um, after the summer, that, that that maybe all of us can kind of collaborate uh, and and get some things, some organizations started. There's enough of them, sure, but 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 not. Not all of them, I would say we're not doing um, what we could do. That's the book talks about our words. Our actions have to start matching our words, basically. So thank you, Paula. And, again, just please stay connected to us as best you can um, and just, just keep your ears and eyes open to it, okay?
2: Okay, we'll do.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We have one more caller and we've a caller from nine oh one and if you could just hold for just a second. What I'd like to do, you guys, um, talk about the jewel. Our, our last caller asked you what was your favorite jewel and I wanna uh Justin, yours happened to be the same. I'll pick the same amount of jewels and I wanna tell I wanna say why. I know you answered that question, but I, I don't think you gave yourself enough credit there. Because what I what I got out of that one was that you instantly made a decision, and I'll let you go into if you'd like what happened there, but you instantly made a decision to support the future for your life that you had chosen. Because at that point in time, what I respected was was your the age that you were and what you made a decision and a choice to do where many people, I can't say, but I would have did the same. I can't even say that I would do it today. I don't know. I would like to hope that I would I would say yes, I would make the right choice. But you, you, you were the bigger man. You were the bigger person. You were a leader in that situation. But more importantly, you saw your goals before you, and you realized if I react, it's going to um, – hinder my growth. It's going to keep me from reaching my goal. So that's what I wanted to say about yours. And then for Kenny, my favorite one was even if it's free, it will cost you. That one was powerful for me because and, and I'm going to take it a different route because I feel like we will we will spend our money. Rodney and I have a lot of fun with this on the television radio show. We're probably hating in this area. But we need to start recognizing what we want to pay for and what we want for free. I'll give you an example. Someone will will see your book, and I personally don't think you put a, put a big enough price tag on it, but that's that's, that's okay. I would it's pay. Just, 20, all <laughs> yeah, I would literally pay twenty dollars for your book because I see value in reading. I see value in learning. For me, books. Allow me to go places I may never to go and to sit down with people that I may never get a chance to sit down with and i and I get to learn so people will spend I will spend twenty dollars on this book, but now I'm at a time in my life where I don't want to spend twenty dollars at the club or I don't want to spend twenty dollars almost on a pair of shoes really seriously i want I want them on sale and so forth so people we got that that section or that jewel made me think about what we value and why. And if we can start valuing our souls, our spirits, our lives, our passion, if we can start living beneath our means, sacrificing, pulling together, um, then we will find those jewels, you guys, that you have listed in here. We will be able to see some light. So hold that thought. I want to come I'm to take a call and I want you guys to be ready to talk more about your jewels. Uh, that were our favorite jewels So let's take our call okay. We don't want to leave people
9: out here too long Because they matter And the lines are just full tonight Okay, we're going to pull in 901 Last four digits 1372 Okay <clears throat> Hi, my name is Joanne Edwards And um, uh, I, I do have some quest- One question for Justin And for Kenny um, I, I value education I feel that it's very important um, I do uh, believe that a lot of the training all begins at home. Um, my question for you all is how, with the youth today, would you motivate them, encourage them, In particularly our boys? Uh, I feel like we can barely get these kids out of high school, let alone thinking about furthering their education to get a formal education to eventually get some jobs and careers for themselves to be independent. Um I think that uh, it's almost like a struggle, and with the with the efforts to have free a free two year education coming up, I often now wonder just how many will really take advantage of that to further and grow in, in terms of their life. college is not for everybody. There are trade schools and other some other um, other means, you know. But um, just to seem to get them out of high school these days is a struggle. So my question to you all would be. Um, what would you recommend in terms of uh, motivating youth, in particular our boys, to at least try to further education, to get something, some kind of education past high school that will help them to grow and develop themselves in life and to be able to support themselves in the future?
3: That is very powerful. You brought up great points. and This is Justin, by the way, responding to your, uh, your question and your comments. Um, I'd also like to... Uh, draw attention to the fact that you mentioned the upcoming uh, proposal that, that Obama, President Obama uh, announced as far as the two, three years of community college. I, I applaud that effort, sincerely. I was even thinking of taking advantage of it myself. Uh, well, you know, I, Bill Haslam
9: already has that for the state of Tennessee. Was that? Mm-hmm. We already have that for the state of Tennessee. Bill Haslam, I think, has... Already kind of made that possible for the state of Tennessee, effective for the year graduates of 2015.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Thanks for Mm. putting that out there.
9: Information. Yeah,
3: yeah. Thanks for putting that out there. To get to get to the core of your question, though, um, the culture is in such a a state right now where you almost have to, or I, as I see it, you almost have to trick uh, individuals into learning. You know, I was uh, I was joking. I had a, li- a little bit of a lighthearted uh, conversation with somebody, and they said, "You, must, Justin, you must not have, have wanted anybody to, uh, you must not have wanted the youth to really uh, pick up on your jewels. I said, what What you mean? I made them as short as I could possibly make them. And then the gentleman said, yeah, but you put them in a book. So I said, oh, I, I see what you're saying. He said, uh, if you want to learn them me. from somebody, uh, that's the best place to put it in a book. So, um, you know, to get back to your question, you almost—I feel like—you almost have to trick, trick individuals into learning, trick individuals into, you know, uh, improving themselves, doing what, investing in themselves when they don't already have those those seeds sown in them from the start. Uh, when when they are on that track, it's a beautiful process, and I do come across individuals like that who who come to me inspired, who have four or five pieces of that puzzle and they just need a few more inklings on how to get whatever program or whatever uh, project they have in mind underway. But then there's also that individual that, you know, is backwards thinking and everything that you're saying to them makes no no sense. You know,
9: yes.
3: they could tell it's not hurting them. They could tell it's not negative, but it's not interesting. It's not necessarily what they care <laughs> to hear.
9: Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's kind of why I'm after now because I've, I've watched uh, other ethnic groups in particular, um, the African culture, they come and they strive, and uh, they're, they're, for some reason they're able to really, well, I know it's the, the struggle there in their own country to support their own country, to grow their own country, uh, and so they, they really, really stress their children's education, kind of the way we did back in the day, uh, old school with our kids, but for some reason it's just not to the children of today
3: yeah i agree i do agree uh that was uh, that I was think a little think. bit of a lapse that was a little bit of a lapse in in just the the structure of of uh raising and 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 instilling those those tenets education community pride in yes. your community um pride in self appearance uh and and just how you how you went about your conducting yourself. So we've gotten a lot lack a lot more lax on that. And those are the times, you know, uh, to everyone who is with the program, more power to you. You know, it's that much easier for you because it's so much less competition. You know, because ultimately, these are all distractions. What we're talking about is distractions, and whether or not yes. we're going to, uh, whether or not an individual is going to allow distractions to keep them from what's meant for them in life. So, you know, yeah, we do have the freedom to live whatever life we want to live and project ourselves however we care to. But in doing that, are you getting closer to financial independence? Are you getting closer to generational wealth? Are you getting closer to building a a situation where your children's children don't have to worry about punching the clock? Or are you just playing a role, like a character, a cartoon of some sort. So what we're talking about is distractions. And, you know, of course, it's up to each individual to determine how much they're going to allow a distraction to separate them from what's what's meant for them in life.
9: What suggestions would you give to the parents who are dealing with these kind of struggles, you know, these kind of struggles, these kind of childhood children?
3: Again, I'm not a parent myself, so I, I definitely am, am cautious about how I dole out uh, advice in, in things that I have not experienced myself. But I am a young black man. I was raised uh, with a grandmother, rest her soul, Miss Melba Hudson, and a surviving grandmother, Miss Pearlie Savannah Settles. And my mother, a uh, father in a strong church church environment, So I had you know, I had those things growing up and that's not to say that you need those things to be any kind of upstanding individual if I am in 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 fact that type of individual but I had those things in place. I had those those role players in my life and a brother and a father on top of that guiding me and molding me and saying, Hey, you know, you don't need to look like that. Hey, that's not for you, hey, uh, pick up this book, so in so many so different I ways I, I had I had those
9: pieces, so I think I hear from you what you're saying is uh the village and, yeah, the
3: village was there, but let me also tell you this: my mom always told me you don't have to you don't have to run into a brick wall to know it's not gonna fall over, so there's a lot to be learned by way of observing. Every mistake yeah. is not yours to make. If the person next to you made that mistake, what sense does it make for you to say, "I need to learn myself"? That's that's when I hear somebody tell me, "Well, uh, I got to learn on my own." I say, "Okay, okay," but I know that's a person I can't I can't impact. I can't really I can't penetrate that that level of understanding. When a person tells yeah. me, "Hey, I got to learn on my own," when I'm when I'm trying to give you a shortcut. And you telling me, hey, I gotta learn on my own. Okay, that's all I can say for that it. person. And it. it's experience. not for everyone. It's not for it's not for every. I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, cut off anyone, or make it seem like, you know, anyone is doomed to not succeed. But you know, it's not for everyone uh, to prosper. You know, in short, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, the poor will always be among you. I don't try to go against that. But if someone tells me something and yeah, and they're telling me, "Hey, let me go my way." That's what I—that's that's what word I heed. I let them go their way, and I focus instead on that that individual who is open to what I might have to
9: say. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. Uh, I, I used to really kind of challenge with the, with the ones who were, uh, 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 you know, kind of uh, not as that self-esteem was not as high. But that's kind of the route I'm taking now. Is to deal with those who really maybe they're lacking in some things, but they really want to still grow. And so I deal with them first. Exactly. You if you if you want if you want that change,
3: that's 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 powerful. Wanting it is powerful. Some a lot of people will tell you they you know they want this. They they would like to do this, but do you really want it? Do you really want that for yourself? Are you willing really willing to give up something that you might? be doing right now in order to get another place. And so many people aren't. And it's those people, you know, they're stuck in their ways. So you know let, let, let me jump in here I'm for
1: gonna just gonna I guess we need the to Tammy. Go hey. this is Tammy. Let me jump hey. in here for just a second. Um I, I I let's let's push one, I'm about one question one I'm going to do I'm on lesson. This is payment, you guys. Let me get in here for just a second. Um, okay. we have some, so we wanna wanna move on. I wanna get Kenny in to answer that question as well. But you I, I'm hearing um that that you guys had grandmothers, brothers, fathers, more importantly I'll say fathers as well, who told you and that goes back to those instructions and as parents it does start in the home and Joanne I commend you because I do know that Joanne is passionate about helping helping kids, um She will get in their face, under their feet, in their business. Uh, She will wake them up in the middle of the night if she has to. She's very passionate about that. But at the same time, we have to understand that parents have a great responsibility and they have to start early. You cannot wait until a child is in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and now you want to push education when he, he or she has seen you do everything under the sun Against that, or not to support that, and then to flip it back. At the same time, we spend so much time on kids, and I and I hate to leave anybody by the wayside, and I'm talking about kids, adults as well. We gotta put it before them. You have to speak. We are here to help you, Either you want it or you don't. And I've kids that, when you are ready, Miss Tammy will be here for you day and night. But I'm no longer going to try to pull you out with that rope when you are pulling me in yourself. And so that's the smart thing to do because we have a great number of children who are trying to do the right thing that we overlook because we're so t- busy trying to pull the ones out who just may not want to go. And so that's my question. Penny, I want to get you in. Get quiet there, so let's get you in and then we'll take some more callers.
0: I'll say one of the things that worked best for me is that my family showed me the positive end result if I got an education. Uh, A lot of the things I wanted, which was like uh, money, being able to travel, nice cars, things like that, Uh, that was one of the things they showed me. Hey, if you get a good education, you can earn your good salary, you can have these things. It's not going to be given to you. You have to earn them. And one of the ways of doing that is through education. Uh, Another thing that helped me with that is uh, basically showing me it's possible. With my grandmother owning like the largest cab company in Memphis and my dad owned like the third largest cab company in Memphis, uh, they definitely showed it was possible for for African Americans to reach success. Once you see someone else doing it and you see them on a daily basis doing it, uh, you, you think to yourself, okay, I see that there's some difficulties that they may have, uh, I see there are some money lessons that, that they learn and go through. But at the end of the day you see that it is possible and that that allows you to know, okay, I can do it. And that's one thing I try to teach my uh, my little cousins that's falling behind me. Uh, I'll have them come visit me uh, in Springfield or whatever. I take them to college campuses. Uh, I show them, hey, if you guys want to be able to travel international, whatever, you need to get you a good education, whether it is in college or through trade schools or whatever it is. Whatever your passion is, follow that, and and you will be able to have these things. Uh, and then I just make sure I stay on them. I remember being being in school. I remember my mom. Uh, and father, both consistently coming up to school for those teacher-parent conferences. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they definitely would stay on top of me at all times. I remember uh, sitting down reading, and my mom being like, hey, if you don't start paying attention, I'm going to turn the TV off. You're going to have to start all the way over. And it definitely gets your attention if you're like three-fourths of the way through a book and, and you're afraid you might have to start over. So definitely that tough love and staying on your kids and and basically the third thing is just providing them with the resources that they need, uh, whether it is uh, a computer or taking them to the library so they can use the computer there, uh, providing them whatever books that they may need, just making sure to provide them with whatever they may need to get to that point or to complete that paper or to do research on whatever they need to do. Um, some other resources is something like uh, questbridge.com. It's like one of those websites where a kid can apply to, to win an iPad but they don't know that the applications they're applying for is also helping to apply them to 20 to 30 schools all with one application. So they're applying just to get an iPad, but in actuality, they're also being applied for 20 to 30 schools. Uh, another program is posse.com, uh, which is uh, a resource that helps transition kids from from high school into college because I know a lot of kids have issues with that, and a lot of times they end up dropping out because they feel homesick and don't have feel like they have any group around them to allow them to, to thrive in college. Uh, so just those are the main three things. It's showing the end positive result of education, uh, showing them it is possible, and making sure you stay on them, and also providing them with the resources to make sure they get it done.
2: Justice, thank you so much for that. Uh, we want to thank our caller um, for calling in. caller. Carla, thank you so much uh, for sharing your insight and for your questions. Um we do have another caller uh, We have about 15 minutes left in the show So um, anyone who is listening online We want to go ahead and put the word out there To you to go ahead and call in now The number is 818-691-7406 Again, that number is 818-691-7406 So if you're online because of the show goes uh, beyond 10 o'clock Central Time Um, you won't be able to hear the the end of the show. But we do want you to go ahead and call in. And for anyone who is out there listening um, by phone, uh, if you have a question or comment for Justin or Kenny, just press the number one, and we will gladly bring it to the conversation. Um, Also, those of you who who we've already pulled into the conversation, we'd like for you to press the number one, so that way you are no longer in queue. Uh, because if you have another question or comment, uh, we will not know unless you go out and come back in. So go ahead and do that for us. We're going to take caller from area code 901. Last four digits are 1589. Caller, thank you so much for your patience. Go ahead. You are on the air.
4: Thank you. I had a question for Kitty and Justin. Are you all planning to, you said that the books were on the reading list at some schools, and I was wondering if you all were planning to visit those schools and interact with the students. And the reason why I asked that, my 8-year-old son had the opportunity to meet Justin, and he took a picture with him holding his book, and for three weeks, this is an 8-year-old, for three weeks he went around telling people, I met a man who wrote a book, so it was exciting for him to put like a person with the book, and he's like, "Show him the book, mommy! Show him the book!" Because I had the book in my purse. He's like, "Show him the book, mommy! We met this guy." So it's—I was just wondering if you all were planning to actually to get out to some of the schools where your books are being read. Most definitely, uh, yeah. um, yes,
3: yes. Uh, you go ahead,
2: Ken. Oh, you got it. Yeah, oh, I'd okay. like I was to like
3: say I uh, yeah. definitely <laughs> plan on uh, reaching out and. At- and speaking at the schools that uh support the book and embrace some of the themes that we uh put forth in the book uh as of now in Memphis uh where we we have a partner school Kip collegiate academy um uh, they incorporated the book in several of their classes and uh routinely discuss uh, chapters of the book with with students. So I'm uh, I'm currently signed on to speak with them, uh, speak to the to a audience of their students for uh, black, uh I can't remember the exact day, but sometime in in the month of February for Black History Month, also in D.C. where where I currently am, I'm speaking at also for Black History Month, uh, Potomac Potomac D.C. Charter uh, Charter School. So those are just two schools that have embraced the book that, you know, that I'll personally be appearing at. And if you would like for me to speak, you know, I'm open. You know, I'm all about the community. So uh, definitely connect me with the principal and any other individual that may need to be contacted. I'd love to share a word or two with the students.
5: Yeah, the other
0: speaking engagements are just kind of tentative right now. We're just waiting to hear back from the uh, other schools and, and nonprofit organizations.
4: Okay. And, and to both of you to both of you gentlemen, hats off to you. I'm proud of you. I enjoyed the book. Okay. That's thank, great you
2: to so hear. thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh uh Kenneth and Justin. Um, um, something that, that I thought of when you guys were, were, were answering questions and Carla, thank you again uh for time again. We do appreciate you listening and we hope that you I will continue to support the butterfly evolution show um one of the things that I thought about guys as we as we start to wrap up this uh this show um, um and it came from uh a conversation uh just a few minutes ago uh but one of the things that I thought about was the fact that oftentimes we hear black people. Um, say that, you know, the only reason why certain white people have money or property or or any sort of um, possession is because white people leave um, their children money. Uh, Why do you think it is, and and what are your thoughts on, you know, blacks can do the same thing or blacks can have the same opportunities um, as far as, you know, being born into wealth or being left uh, money. What are, what are your thoughts on that? And, and what do we need to do as a, as a society in order to to make sure that it's not just one race of people or one group of people um, who are who are walking into um, a nice inheritance? Yeah, that's
3: that's very uh, that's a very good question. I mean, that's something that I look at and have looked at. Kenny, did you want to take a stab at that first?
0: Well, for the most part, uh, one of the main things that I see as an issue is that uh, with them not really teaching you how to manage your money in school, because they don't teach you that at all, you have to kind of learn that through other avenues, which kind of goes back to education again. Uh, that that usually keeps people from making good financial decisions, and you see people all the time buying $300 Jordans instead of investing in something positive or or spending all their money on Gucci this or Coach that. And there's definitely ways for you to invest that money to make your money work for you as opposed to you consistently buying things that are going to devalue as opposed to appreciating value. Uh, so that's just making sure that you stop that systematic issue right there of consistently doing that. And that the main thing is educating yourself. Like I said, a lot of my parents end up teaching me to save money, uh, to invest my money, to make sure that I make wise purchases uh, because you never know when you may need that money. And I just made sure that I took that route. I listened to them. I didn't want to learn the hard way. Okay.
3: That's very powerful, Kenny. Uh, One thing I'd like to speak on that that I believe relates to, to what what, what the question that was asked is, in a lot of cases, I've seen uh, situations where property, um, nice homes, were were left or bequeathed to a next of kin uh, when, when a when a elderly mother or grandmother passes, and that next of kin does not take care of the property. They may not pay the taxes. Or, or so on, you know, so on and so forth. And uh, in a small community like Orange now you can see that happen time after time. And you see those houses, the ownership in those houses change hands from you know, Ms. Annie May to her son or grandson, and then six months later, now you see a, a for rent sign and uh, is some some um, real estate company. Uh, offering the property for rent, and just like that, they didn't take advantage of it. They didn't uh, use it to their benefit. So, I mean, I hear the I hear what may be put out that uh, a certain a certain person may get this handed to them on a the silver platter, but so, sometimes uh, sometimes you know the game does play in our favor, and through whatever lack of education or not knowing. Uh, or just mismanagement, it slips through our hands, too. So uh, uh, excuses aside, I do believe that we, you know, more uh, education, financial management education, uh, financial literacy, um, knowing about instruments like insurance, simple things like that that can help protect those assets, protect the things that are left to us just keeping up on insurance, paying the property taxes, uh, understanding the importance of real property and knowing what real property means in and of itself. So things like that, you know, there's there's a lot to be had, you know, by by taking advantage of and, and, and valuing, placing the proper value on real property, real assets, like Kenny, uh, drew the drew the comparison between real assets as opposed to a pair of nice Jordans. So uh, those things have to be taken into account too. Uh, in the end, of course, um, what you don't what you don't know, uh, you're gonna learn one way or the other in life. So uh, you're gonna learn by opening a book and reading it, or life has its ways of teaching you too, and that's the hard way. So you can pick your poison. You can pick your poison. Uh, one way can see you with well off and with with all the things that you like to have, and the other way, the hard way, experience uh, bumping your head can can leave you bruised and banged up, and you know, real regretful, full of regrets. So you can pick your poison. Hey, this is okay. This is-
1: I want to get in one question, What I'd like for them, you two, to kind of talk about. Before we took that last caller, we have just about maybe four minutes, so not long to go. So those of you, we won't go over too much longer, but we may go over a minute or two. So for those of you who are listening, remember, if you want to stay on, just, again, we won't go very long because uh, we don't want to keep you too long tonight, but 818-691-7406. Is the call in number. I've had, had given you the two jewels, and, and Justin, one of them you picked as well, but Tame Your Doubts and Fears, and then for Kenny, it was even if it's free, it will cost you. Um, will you guys just elaborate more on those jewels, Kenny, or you take which one, whichever one wants to go first?
3: Okay. So with jewel number seven, Tame Your Doubts and Fears, uh, a lot of times, whether we want to admit it or not uh we we are kind of we we kind of allow ourselves to fall back into inaction because we may be uh hesitant uncertain doubtful uh reluctant all of those terms that kind of that that lead into inaction and and procrastination and slowing down instead of turning up. So um, taming your doubts and fears is, 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 you know, it just it basically says that hey, uh, life life has a lot of unexpected ter- twists and turns in it, uh, but fear never let fear just bind you and and bind you into inaction and bind you and scare you into not going after what's really yours. Okay. All right.
1: And Kenny. Okay.
3: Uh
0: mine's is uh you mentioned chapter twenty eight, right? Uh exactly. even in the title of that is Even If it is free, it will cost you. Uh exactly. the example to kinda of use in the book uh was basically if you buy a leather jacket, uh that's a hundred dollars, uh, it'll end up lasting you probably three years depending on the quality of the jacket. If you buy a knockoff jacket similar to that, it'll cost you fifty. And if you don't really know, you'll think, Okay, I'm getting a better deal with this, this fifty dollar jacket, mainly because it's cheaper. But that's not the true value of the jacket. That that fifty dollar jacket is gonna last you say six months because it's made of cheaper products. The real cost to to have it last that exact same three years is six hundred dollars to you as opposed to the well, three hundred dollars to you, as opposed to to the to the fifty dollars you initially thought that it was gonna be. So that's kind of the the ideal of that chapter is making sure you're able to distinguish true value of a product. Uh, I used to buy cheap products sometimes myself just because I really didn't have the money to buy the expensive stuff. But over time, you realize those things will fall apart on you real quick. So now I just make sure I save my money up, I wait for a deal, and I buy the best product at the right time for the best price using whatever coupon codes or whatever. Just make sure you get the most bang for your buck. And it doesn't even necessarily have to count as far as to products in particular. Uh, it can also count to what's your time, if, even if it's free it'll cost you. If you end up wasting your time doing something, it's not beneficial. Um, that time is money. At the end of the day, you're wasting your time doing something that you could have been doing something to bring in money, or to educate yourself, or to or to do something traveling, whatever you feel like doing with your with your time. So just know that, like I said, even if it's free, it will cost you.
1: Well, well said. Well said,
3: Rodney. Anything from you? We're we've got just a few more minutes. Anything on your
1: end?
2: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to add to what I just heard And, and, and here's what I'm going to say You have to pay a price For everything that you get in life Either you're going to pay that price In the beginning Or you're going to pay that price in the end You just have to choose when you want to pay for it
1: good Definitely good stuff. Okay, lastly guys who has who in your life has motivated you, um I would say or ch- who has pushed you the most? Who's been your motivator, your leader? Um, and if you got one or two, that's fine too, but who has that been for you?
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I have for that question, I have to uh stand up and salute three very uh three very influential women in my life. First my mother and her mother, Miss Melba Hudson, and also my father's mo- mother, uh, Miss Pearly Randolph Settles, and uh, those three women really. Uh, my mom, she pushed me, and she always critiqued me whether it was a um, a project for school, homework, you know, telling me not to turn anything in sloppy or not neat. Uh, my my grandmother, she gave me that she was a military woman, she was in, in uh, a nurse in World War Two and she always gave me that structure. Uh, she told me to encourage me to stand up, you know, and, and be a man. Things like that. And my father's mother, uh Miss Burley Randolph Settles, she she was that just inspiration. She always uh shined from afar. And she every time you see her she's smiling uh, she's 100 years old. The President of the United States actually wrote her a congratulatory letter uh, last year for her birthday, for her 100th birthday. Uh, but she was uh, a civil rights activist. She marched and and uh, marched across the city to downtown and did all kinds of thing, honorary things that uh, she's being recognized for even to this day. So those things kind of inspired me from her. So, Together, the
5: influence that the
0: women in my life had was was immeasurable okay, Wonderful. okay. uh Dennis? as as far as i go, as far as i go uh i'll say my my grandmother on my father's side uh miss Elnora woods uh that lady was just amazing to me uh not only was she able to bring a business from say five or six cabs to hundred and twenty cabs or hundred cabs. Uh, and turned it into a million-dollar business. Uh, she also volunteered. I've seen her in the church all the time. Uh, she traveled the world. Uh, everyone that she came in contact with highly respected her. Her name was just known throughout Orange Mound. Uh, so I'll definitely say she was definitely a big influence on me, Just just watching how she managed her time and how she just commanded the respect of everyone without having to demand it. They gave it to because that was just the type of woman she was. Uh, I also like to say that my mom uh, helped me out a lot as far as being successful. Uh, she definitely pushed me on a regular basis with threats. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know how that goes with mothers. But yeah, she threatened me all the time as far as making sure that I, I, I did my homework, my schoolwork, uh, made sure the education came first. Uh, and my pops definitely helped out a lot. Uh, definitely making sure he provided whatever tools to help me get there, whether it be allowing me to go to like a uh investing school, like a, a, a week class or weekend class, or um buying me a computer in high school to help me with research papers and things like that. Uh so those are my three influential people. Hey, okay. Well you guys it has been wonderful
1: um I'm going to pull lightning in, and, and I just want to say before that um, 30jewels.com is of the best way that you can contact them, order the book, and I believe one of you said that they can also send an email to you directly from the site, 30jewels.com. Um, I'd like to see, I, I think our, our caller brought up some great points. Um, I'm glad to know that you are speaking in some of the, the schools here Um as well and, and maybe can add more. I'd like to see we even go back to U T Knox because I know a lot of a lot of our young people get there and, and, and just feel overwhelmed and a lot of them end up coming home. Um so maybe you guys both being from U T Knox and, and doing so well, Rodney had pointed out that um we kinda reminded him of our first show when we interviewed him him and Brandon, and Brandon, my son, graduated from UT Knox as well. Um, a little different from him because he came from a military background and had kind of experienced all, all walks of life. But it's it's amazing, and your story is not limited because you hear a lot of people that get there and get in that culture shock. You have a great opportunity to go back there freshman year and be able to speak to those young African men about your experience and some things that they can do and then bring all the students together to kind of say, hey, this is what you all can do to see people as people, um, and let's go from there. Because I feel only when we get to that point where color is not an issue for anyone, that we are not a black leader, but we are a leader. We're not a white leader, but we are a leader, and that takes work. It takes change. And I'll say this, and I'll shut up. I read this quote where it says there are two things, Two things that a man can have and that's in his life, God and a good, godly woman. And I'll say that and end there, because I've heard you guys talk about your grandmothers and your mothers and all of those things, and it made me think about that quote. So as, as men, when you're picking those women, first have God in your life, women, before you try to make him your husband let God make a man of God out of him. So, Rodney, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Justin. And we'll be in touch. This is not
6: our last Most time. Most
3: definitely. So. Uh, shortly, shortly after Rodney's speech, could I um, uh, let okay. the listeners know about some upcoming events and opportunities uh, about the That's
1: book? Certainly. We have the time. We just didn't want to keep you guys. So, certainly, tell her all you want to tell. Okay. <laughs> Rodney,
2: you can still go. Uh, you, you guys go ahead Because I'm actually going to close out the show So go ahead, go ahead and do that um, Anything that you want to let the people know uh, Go ahead and do that now And then I'll just close that out after you guys Okay, again, thanks so
3: much For allowing Kenny and I This platform to uh, present the book And everything else we've been involved in To your listeners uh, you got a great listener base As we've seen from all the, all the listeners That called in with questions But, um the book can be found online through our website, www.30jewels.com. We're also available um, on several platforms, including Amazon Kindle, Barnes & Noble Nook, uh, Apple iTunes, um, and a couple other Google Play. platforms. I made. Google Play. What else was that? Kenny? Google Play. Google Play. I thought I was forgetting one. So those yeah. are the different uh, different channels you can find the book. Now we also have uh, promotional uh, promotional events going on in D.C. Uh, upcoming events uh, at the Busboy Poet Restaurant on uh, 14th, 14th Street in Northwest D.C. For all the listeners in the D.M.V. area, we'd love to see you come out. The dates will be made available uh, when we find when we solidify the dates on the website. So stay <laughs> tuned on the website to get that information.
1: Great, great. Pass that along to us because we'll post it on the event page as well and keep people, um, you know, we'll share it for you as well. Keep
2: people informed. Okay. Hey, guys, uh, just to let you know, uh, this is Rodney. Uh, I am actually in the DMV area, so uh, let's definitely keep in touch and I'll support you guys any way I can. Um I'm right here, um, right outside of DC. So anything I can do to help you guys out, please just let me know. Okay, Okay, great. Thank
0: you so much, Ronnie.
2: Yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, as we close out this show, we're going to ask that you just hang on with us. But as we close, as we close out this show, um, first of all, thank you to our guests, uh, Kenny and Justin, um, Thank you to everyone who called in, regardless of where you called in from. Uh, We just want to say thank you. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you uh, tuning in with us this Monday night. Uh, There are so many distractions out there in the world today, but but we're so glad that you decided to be a part of this movement. Uh, I really have to give a special shout-out to Tammy uh, because over the past year, I've just seen God work uh, in Tammy's life and, and, and through Tammy. And just some phenomenal ways and Tammy has a way of uh, of just um uh, connecting with people and and promoting transformation, which is what butterfly evolution is all about, and I've never witnessed Tammy compromise herself her beliefs um or butterfly evolution um and so that is inspiration for me uh, and i'm I'm sure it is for so many other people and Please know that you all are a member of the Butterfly Evolution family. You are always welcome on the Butterfly Evolution show. If you have a topic that you'd like for us to um, review or look into and uh, possibly have you on the show um, in the near future, please reach out to us. Um, But as we close, I just want to say this. During the month of January, beginning back on January the 5th, um, just a few weeks ago, we have seen the power of having strong male leadership and what that can do in a city, what that can do in a neighborhood, what that can do in a state, what that can do in an entire country. These phone lines have been busy. The Internet has been busy. With people tuning in either to support our guests or to find out more about our guests or their or their books or their events, and that just goes to show that men we have something special, and we cannot take that lightly. We must always put God first, we must never be selfish, we must always be humble, and we have to do what it is that we were called to do. We have to be leaders and not followers. We have to be men and get away from being young boys. We have to grow up and put away all childish things because when you do that, the sky is the limit. Next week, we have two more powerful men, Mr. Jamal Bowman and we have Mr. Henry Gardner And we hope that you all will come back next Week and enjoy us on The Butterfly and and join us On the Butterfly Evolution show Again this is Rodney We want to say thank you to everyone Who tuned in we hope you have a Pleasant night and a wonderful week And as we do every Monday night this song goes out To famous cousin Diane Down in Atlanta Georgia Good night everyone
5: With anxieties and expectations, full of desire. Oh, I just want it so bad. Oh, you know, and it just seems so real.